Educator Escape is brought to you by TFT Supplies. Does your principal know that TFT Supplies has 55 cent earbuds? Hello and welcome to the Educator Escape podcast. My name is Seth Tripp and today is Monday, June 11th, 2018. Hope you all had a great weekend. My wife and I, we got out. We had a date on Friday night. My parents took the kids. We sang karaoke. We bowled. We had sushi. We had fancy milkshakes. Hope that you had a little bit of fun, too. Last week on the podcast, on Monday, we talked about some great ways to spend the summer as an educator. And then on Wednesday and Friday on the podcast were parts one and two of our bounce back episodes with Joel Crado and Kevin Har. We discussed some of the disappointment that goes along with not getting a job and then some of the emotions and then learning how to bounce back after that disappointment. I hope that you will listen in for that. It's a great discussion. So go back and listen to episodes eight and nine from last week. Also, I would go check out episode five before you listen to this one. Episode five is part one of this podcast episode, Kristen Gallagher, Schoolhouse Teacher Extraordinaire. In that episode, we discussed Kristen's day-to-day, the technology that they have in the classroom, and how they are supported at Strange School by the community. On this episode, we discuss how the teachers at Strange School are supported, how they collaborate with other schools, and then some of the misconceptions that are floating around about one-room schoolhouses, and we try to squish those. If you have not yet subscribed to iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, and CastBox, I got some plays on CastBox this week, so thank you for listening there as well. Go ahead and check that out. Go and subscribe. If at the end of this episode you would like to get a hold of Kristen, email her at strange.school at gmail.com. Here is my conversation with Kristen Gallagher. So being in a a smaller school, being in not just a smaller school, but a significantly smaller school in a completely different setting, how are you or do you collaborate with other schools locally, nationally, statewide? How do you do that or at all? Yeah, so that's kind of one of the bigger things that I do miss. Um, obviously, collaborating and having those those uh, relationships with teachers are very important. But um, we do have, obviously, my, my three board members and then the, the three classroom teachers um, and then I go to a statewide, um, oh goodness, conference. It's called the Rural School Conference. Okay. And although there's only about a dozen, no, two dozen, there's about 24 in the lower peninsula of Michigan, um, we get together one time a year. So it's been really my first year, at least with my first year ending. Um, that was really helpful this year, um, knowing that other people may have similar struggles as I do. Um, We met in October last year and it was a a two day conference. So we stayed in a hotel and we got to get to know each other better. And um, most of them, if it wasn't their first year, knew each other. So you could see their, their connections were a little stronger than mine with them. And 
um, they went to dinner and had, oh, what'd you do this year differently than you did last year? So um, I'm excited for that for next year as well. Um, but yeah, we have usually a couple guest speakers and the the last day we have a kind of just round table discussion of how do you make this work? What is what is your philosophy on this? Or how do you manage the older students with the younger students? Um, something that no other teachers really understand. Mm -hmm. So that part was really helpful. Um, that conference, like I said, is, is once a year. And um, it really helps all of us know we're, we're kind of not alone. <laughs> right. So do you, Now, do you like keep in contact with those teachers after that? Do you like find yourself ever in a situation where you're kind of like stuck on what to do and you, is there anybody from that that you can like shout out to and say, Hey, I'm kind of struggling with this. What do you, what do you suggest or, or something like that? Of course we're, we're Facebook friends. Right. right. <laughs> um, a couple of them are Facebook friends if they use Facebook. Um, but I have some of their emails. Mostly while I was there, it gave me ideas to change my schedule or to do this a little differently. I I did not keep in touch with them this year. Um, okay. Like I said, if you keep going each year, maybe that connection will get a little stronger, which I, I do want more of that connection. Um, most of them are a little closer to each other. We're kind of the only ones in the greater Lansing area. Okay. And then there's more, they're more like, you know, two plus hours either direction. Um, okay. So getting that email or Facebook contact um, probably would benefit a little more when I get to, or as I get to know them more. But, um, you know, I didn't really utilize um, being in contact with them that much outside okay. of the, the conference this year. Okay. But it's a goal. It's a goal to kind of maybe get that that relationship going. Yeah. Okay. So are the are the youpers? Are they just like stuck up and they won't hang out with you guys? Or <laughs> what's, the, what's the deal? With, what's the deal with them? You know, I know they're kind of a different breed up there. But they actually they aren't part of our conference actually. So there you go. They are that different. <laughs> um, the youpers have like eighty plus. So they probably do their own multiple conferences. Um, the ones okay. we did were strictly just the the hand part of Michigan. Right, right. <laughs> so if that helps you, the Ubers, um, we actually I have friends that live up there, so I'm totally good with them. Um, but <laughs> they they weren't. I think um, I think just like I said, they if they've been a teacher there um, at at kind of that one room setting longer they were just a little more friendly or they kind of didn't this year. I just didn't quite get to, to build that relationship as much, hard, but, hard but no youpers. <laughs> what was that? You said hard, to, hard to do in two days. Yes. Yes. And that's the hard part. And you had guest speakers and you pretty much had one afternoon to, to meet them. So that was, uh, we went to dinner. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, so, Nope. Um, but I bet the Upers have some really great ideas. They have like, <laughs> I'm sure they have to work with very little up there. So <laughs> yeah. What does a a staff meeting? So still in collaboration. What does a, a staff meeting between the three of you look like? Because you know when when I go to a staff meeting, I have four principals. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and and then like forty other staff meter 
members and every secretary. So, I mean, there's like 60 people in a room having a staff meeting. So mm -hmm. what does, what does that look like for y'all? <laughs> um, we're, we're eating lunch and the kids have a, <laughs> a show on and we're like, all right, so what do you think about this kid? <laughs> um, I'm not even kidding. That's pretty much it. Okay. Um, they on the daily and we're able to do that because a change only affects one or two kids or only affects kindergarten or only affects right. first grade. And there's two kids in that group or whatever it right. is, or this kid doesn't have, um, isn't responding well to our class clip chart. You know, he doesn't care when he clips down. So we change, you know, what can we do for that kid? Oh, let's try, you know, something else. But it's literally just during lunch. <laughs> um, like I said, I come in at 11. So there's not really before school meeting because I'm not there. And that's part of my contract is I don't have to be. Okay. <laughs> um, and then after school, it's kind of hard. We all have kids, so we're leaving and picking up. But there's usually about a half hour after school as well that we are there. But but honestly, I know in a big school, it was just once a week. And then usually once a week, we would have my sixth grade team level. Um, so, you know, once a week, you have everyone voicing their opinion. And mm. then one one day the next uh, the next day you have your sixth grade and um, like you said you have 60 kids or 60 people in there and sometimes it's it's hard to get what you need done and then I feel like although it's less um, ideas or less you know input from people I we can get a lot done in a short time right <laughs> um, so although I kind of miss it um, you know it, it just happens on the daily or it, it happens you know, hey, do you want to do a longer recess right now? I'm all caught up on this kid, and and then we can chat outside our recess. And okay. so it's really very informal. Um, with me getting my master's right now, I don't really need any of that professional development. Um, so I think the the school or the board members kind of appreciate that in in the sense that I'm furthering my education, but they don't have to find these you know development uh, conferences or many to do over the summer or anything to make sure that I'm continuing and able to renew my certificate. But, um, and then we have a board meeting once a month. It's, um, that's after school. That's not on the evenings because it's public and open to, you know, that'd be like any other school. Um, and that usually lasts about two hours. So those are a little lengthy for sure. Okay. On the, the things that you do that are, most difficult about about what you guys do in the classroom or gals do girls gals Pers <laughs> they're all we're all women there's actually our president is a man oh, but okay. on the daily the students see all women <laughs> okay um i worked i worked in a my first job was in elementary school as a second and fourth grade like instructional aide and mm -hmm. there wasn't a men's even a men's bathroom it oh my was, gosh! It was me, one of the counselors, and like thirty female teachers. Wow! So, yeah. You're <laughs> used to being only one of yes, yes, <laughs> many women. <laughs> so, what do you find to be like the hardest part about having to do some of the things that you do? You know, being smaller, smaller kids, reduced staff, maybe less resources. I'm, I'm not sure. You know, even how I'm not even sure how you guys get your 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 money and things like that so how do you deal with 
those things and what's the most difficult part yeah like you said uh, how does that work <laughs> um uh, a year ago before i came here i had no idea how that worked i'm like well how can they stay old like what do they do well it's because basically there isn't a secretary there isn't a you know um administrator that you know following down the line and being the chain of command um that's why closing the school for me was so much more work i'm I'm doing all the secretary reports. I'm doing the attendance reports. Um, the board members help with like the there's stuff I didn't even know happened. There's like uh, immunization reports and all this stuff. Thank goodness because I didn't even know what to do with them. But uh, all those reports, the things that you have your staff in a big school, you have that's the principal's task. That's that person's task. And I'm not a principal in a sense that I've gone to school to do so or a secretary in the sense that I've ever been a secretary. So you just quickly have to on the spot and throughout the year, take on those responsibilities and learn, learn your place. Um, but as far as like me being a teacher and my, my parapro being my teacher's assistant, there's nothing that really even works that way. You know, we're equals. She'll do technology issues or call up them. She'll call, you know, so even as a parapro, it's a lot more difficult in the um, amount of tasks that we do have. Like I said, there's yesterday was field day and I had, you know, 1,375 tasks to do just to get that completed. (laughs) And, you know, you usually help do that in a big school, but there's, you know, 12 teachers helping you. Right, right, <laughs> so, right, right. Um, yeah, so that was that was different as well, for sure. So just the many hats we wear, it's it's re- it's it's difficult, but also rewarding. <laughs> because at the end of it, you can say, wow, I did all that. So Right, so it's like, yeah. it's like uh, you know, the, the closet is cluttered, but I'm proud of what's in the closet, you know, with the hats right. that you wear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there there are a lot of them. Like I came I came home last night and I was like, "What? I don't have two hours of grading to do. I don't have to make sure I like did the attendance and have all the, I you know all of just all these things on my checklist that I do at the end of each week or that I do midweek." And it's like, oh. So I think this summer is going to be like extra. I'm extra thankful for. <laughs> so, what? What, yeah. you, what about? Most rewarding. I know you talked about that. It is sort of rewarding to get to see, you know, all the hats that you wear and then the the production from the things that you get to do. But what about what are some other things that are rewarding for you? Yeah, so it was kind of hard. I was writing on the report cards yesterday and or Tuesday, whatever day today is. But um, as I was finishing it up, it was like, you know, usually I say best of luck in seventh grade. I'll miss you or whatever, and I don't have to write that. I get to see them. <laughs> You know, all but the four that aren't coming back. Um, you know, some are choosing to be homeschooled. So it's not even that they're like, oh, your school sucks. You're going. <laughs> I'm going to this other cool school. Um, it's just um, a lot of our families do have have the moms that are able to be at home. So um, I got sidetracked. But um, okay. they, I was writing on a report cards, and I can say I look forward to watching you grow even more next year. Or I look forward to seeing this progress even more whereas you know i just have to say all right good luck next year in in other schools and that kind of hit me at the end of the year when i was writing that and um, i get to make a a difference in these kids lives for potentially um seven years if they go kindergarten through sixth grade you know sometimes you want (laughs) maybe not that that one kid maybe you don't want that kid (laughs) every year for seven years (laughs) but eventually i will get to him (laughs) 
Um, but for sure, the relationships you make and even right. the families, there's just nothing like it at the at the large schools. So. Yeah, like I mean, I could tell you who my, you know, first grade, second grade, third grade teacher is, but you know, I couldn't tell you. I never felt like that person was part of my part of my family. Whereas, you know, by the time they're done with elementary school, like you said, you know, they spent hundreds and hundreds and potentially thousands of hours with you. Mm-hmm. And so yep. it's hard for that, that kid not to be family. Like I, I can't, I, I, ho- I hope that we keep in contact and I get to check in with you in about five or six years to see like that kid that you've got ex kindergartner who's now moving on and seeing how that relationship has grown. So. Yeah. And I mean, I, I, just in my first year, I feel like, you know, parents, uh, I, I'm normally I was against the whole face ad, ad parents on Facebook thing, but, um, I, I let it go this year and I, I added some and, you know, at field day, they, they tagged me in it and, oh, we're so blessed to have this teacher and this community is, is so, um, rewarding to be part of. And, and so, you know, I'm like, you know, I need to do that. And, um, you know, they they love my son if I bring my son to school you know it's just like one big family (laughs) um yeah so for sure we even have some parents that say can you do seventh and eighth grade I'm like whoa no 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 there is a limit (laughs) there is a limit to the amount of math I can do (laughs) so um but yeah I'm like I cannot I'm sorry they're hormonal I can't do that (laughs) but that's 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 still gotta feel that's that's still gotta feel good though it that. does. Yep. Especially in my, my first year, just knowing that, okay, I didn't scare the kids or I didn't scare the parents away. They're like asking for more of it. So, okay. <laughs> you know, right. whereas some days I, I definitely felt like I was, okay, what am I doing here at the beginning of the year? Uh-huh. And, you know, I said it took until about the end of October to get a real schedule going. And you felt like you were kind of just drowning at the beginning of the year. But now you, that, that most rewarding part is, is seeing the end result and, and knowing that you get to see um, those same kids again next year for sure. Yeah. Awesome. The last thing I want to talk about is a lot of people have some misconceptions about one room schoolhouses and and also even the word schoolhouse sort of sounds a little bit like they're talking down because it's a school, a schoolhouse makes it sound like it's a little bit less significant somehow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like like maybe it's just a room. Like maybe that was. Like, hey, hey, okay. I'm sorry. I apologize. Uh, I, message received. I got you. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, it's, that's a huge misconception for sure. It it is a school, like you said. Um, and maybe that name needs to change. Maybe it's not a schoolhouse. But at the same time, I love the history. Right. I love that it's literally. If I wanted to close my eyes and think, I could see you know, the, the people from the 1880s wearing and using their black ink pen with their feather and sitting in desks. They're not exactly the same. Our desks are only about 90 years old, but sitting in desks on the same floor to, you know, being taught 
in our school. So, you know, part of me is like, you know, I have your misconception. It's fine. <laughs> um, it's a schoolhouse, whatever. Okay. <laughs> but uh, the other big thing is, you know, oh, well, these kids must be kind of weird. How do they get socialization? You know, how are they making connections with friends when they're there's beside them 13 other kids only, you know, and sometimes only one or two of their same age. Um, our oldest one, I, I didn't feel bad because she really grew, um, with how much compassion she had or empathy toward the younger kids, but there was only one fifth grader, you know, and then there was one fourth grader and then there were seven third graders. So even that fifth grader to find the next, you know, closest two friends would be two grade levels below her. Um, but, but truly, I mean, if they were playing sharks and minnows, if they're playing, tag freeze tag the kindergartner is just as much playing with everyone else as the fifth grader and the fifth grader is making sure that everyone's treating that kindergartner fair or everyone is you know everyone is able to participate or whatever it is you know there's there's very little bullying I mean there's still discipline issues but there's just a really good understanding that all the kids have for each other and it's you know, we, we all have this common goal and we're there to teach. And I always tell the kids, you know, I'm there to teach all of you. You're there to be, you know, be helpful and nice to all each other because their job is to help each other when I'm doing group work, you know. Right. So a huge misconception is um, that maybe they don't get enough socialization, but I think they get a totally different socialization that possibly isn't even taught or able to be seen in a big public school. Well, I was just thinking about this as you were talking. I feel that maybe the the schoolhouse setting, the, the mixed raid setting, is actually much more reflective of the real world um, mm-hmm. than, than where it's just split into the grades that you're you know, your fifth grade, sixth grade, seventh grade, those are the only people you talk to. Those are the people you hang out with. You know, there's people that are, that I work with that are 50 years old. And there's people that I work with that are 25 years old and they work together. And right. so it, it sounds more like to me that you can make the case that they have more valuable socialization that happens there than in a public school setting, a bigger public school setting. Not that the, now, now it sounds like I'm saying that, Big schools can't uh-huh. socialize. I know. Right. But you could say that. Yes. I really do argue that a lot. You know, it's walking in and I just, obviously you found me from that article in the newspaper and, and just walking in that school, that teacher or that um, news reporter just saw people on Chromebooks, if that was their rotation, saw them doing their seat work assignment, saw a teacher teaching in the corner. You know, it's, it's a school. Right. <laughs> um, so another misconception is, well, how do they, there's no way they learn everything they're supposed to. And honestly, I think I taught them more than I did in, in my 90 minutes of math every day in, in a big public school. You know, they, mm-hmm. they had to learn to do it independently. They had to learn to ask for help, but maybe not a teacher. They had to learn to, you know, do real world things. So th- that huge misconception is, you know, oh, they're going to be like these weird freaks that don't talk or right. they don't know how to interact or all these things. But honestly, they have they have compassion and understanding for people that are different learners, people that are older, younger. They know that, okay, that kid isn't going to write as nice as me. Maybe I'll go and make sure, you know, do you need help spelling that? We did um, 
an end of the year. We don't have yearbooks, so we did an end of the year like memory book. And we wanted it to be nice. And all the kids, oh, can I help you spell this? Can I help you with that? So nobody is looking for anyone to struggle in that school. So it's kind of really neat to see. Very cool. Well, thank you so much for for joining me. Have a good rest of your day. Enjoy cleaning up. And uh, I'll talk to you later. All right. Thanks, Seth. Thank you so much, Kristen, for joining us on the podcast. I really feel like I learned a lot from our conversation, especially the second time around, because as some of you may not know, part two accidentally got deleted from our original conversation. And so thank you so much, Kristen, for joining us on part two of the podcast. I really enjoyed talking about some of the misconceptions that we have in big education about what goes on in a one-room schoolhouse and the connections that you make and how your kids may be strange. They may go to a strange school, but they're no stranger than the rest of us. So thank you so much for enlightening us as to what goes on at strange school and in one-room schoolhouses. Next week on the podcast, Katie Terrence, who is a science teacher at Winsville Holt High School, will be joining me. And then on Friday, Jackie Souders, who is a special ed teacher at Hardin Middle School in St. Charles will be wrapping up our week. I hope that you will listen in to those two episodes. If you have not yet subscribed to the podcast on Google Play, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, or CastBox, please go and do so. I hope that you enjoyed this episode of Educator Escape. I'll see you on Wednesday. Enjoy your Monday, everybody. Educator out.